Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. After last week's informative interview with Reverend Fred Shaw Jr. on the lack of science behind SSRI drugs, Dr. McCollum returns to this subject with even more research disproving this chemical imbalance theory that these drugs are based upon. A landmark mega-study, a decisive blow to the serotonin hypothesis of depression, found the theory that depression is caused from a chemical imbalance of serotonin in the brain to be not empirically substantiated. In other words, there isn't any scientific evidence backing up this claim. One of the main problems with selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs, is that they are based on this false chemical imbalance theory of depression. Since depression is not caused by low serotonin levels, giving someone more serotonin isn't likely to cure the root cause of their depression. What's more, when you take SSRIs long term, they begin to wear out and damage the serotonin receptors on your nerves. As a result, the drug stops working and so the patient is prescribed a second or third drug that works in what is called a cocktail. Using more of these same drugs when one pill isn't working fits Albert Einstein's definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's time we as physicians look for different solutions if we truly wish to do no harm and help our patients heal according to our Hippocratic Oath. Learn about all of this and more in today's episode of McCollum Wellness Radio. I can be free, I can be free, I can rise above. Good afternoon everybody, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum coming to you from KSCO, most amazing radio station around and right now you all might have heard MZ's talk today. There's a lot of stuff uh, trying to create problems here, and we need to stand up and make sure this station, this vestige of free speech, stays open and functioning. So that's just the way I'm going to start the show. If you just turned in, tuned in, find out what's going on. Call the station, 831-475-1080, and see what you can do to help. Uh, anyway, so uh, Dr. Duncan McCollum, McCollum Wellness Radio. And it's a beautiful day here in Santa Cruz. And uh, last week I uh, had a, a guest on, Reverend Fred Shaw, um, public relations speaker for uh, Citizens Commission on Human Rights International, also president of the NAACP in um, Compton, also very active in children's right initiatives to make sure that the um, in schools that the parents have uh, power over what their kids need to be uh, injected with or taking taking uh, to be in school. So a lot of freedom of choice. And um, I wanted to carry on on this subject because sometimes a article comes, it hits the headline, and then it disappears. But this is a very important one um, for not only our veterans, but for the children, the elderly, every citizen out there. 
And it has to do with a groundbreaking mega study that came out last week <clears throat> um, in England. And it's called A Decisive Blow to the Serotonin Hypothesis of Depression. And it further states, an exhaustive new review debunks the chemical imbalance theory of depression. So um, I'm going to go into some of this, uh, where it started, um, how um, a little bit of information got used to amplify a colloquial or folk folklore um, message that ended up um, profiting the, the four pharmaceutical companies up to $15 billion a year now at the expense of many and with little avail. So listen in. Uh, if you know somebody that needs to hear this information, you can go to my, uh, my podcast after a couple days. It will be up there, McCollum Wellness Radio on a podcast, or you can go back to KSCO and find my radio show and listen to it there. Um, definitely right up to the top. If you are um, taking any of these medications, by all means, do not stop them. Um, you need to talk to your medical provider and have them help you. If you, they can't help you, reach out to Citizens Commission on Human Rights International, CCHR, INT, and they can um, help you with that. But, you know, why, what's the big deal? Why am I bringing this up? Why do I think that this study is important? Well, very, you know, there's so many reasons. Um, I'm just going to read a, uh, a paragraph here uh, that came out of the Citizens Commission on Human Rights. It says, um, study disproving chemical imbalances causes, causes depression is a myth. Landmark study disproved that a chemical imbalance causes depression, a scientifically meaningless theory that has misled consumers while driving up antidepressant sales to to 15 billion a year, mental health watchdog forces say, I told you about depression, chemical imbalances, said European Times. And um, I'm going to just kind of go through some of this because, you know, right now, I think 18 million Americans are said to be suffering from depression. And there are um, so many false narratives out there that people are believing as science and that the fact that we now know that depression is not a chemical imbalance in the brain that it's there's many other causes of it but you know it like uh, Einstein says if you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result then you better do something different or you're crazy so I think that it's really important to understand that the Hippocratic Oath, Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, always said, first do no harm. So that's the premise, first do no harm. And um, I'm going to go through some of this information. Um, now, on this article that came out in um, Europe, I'll find the name of it in a second, uh, a decisive blow to serotonin hypothesis of depression, it says, surveys indicate that 85 to 90% of the public believe low serotonin or a chemical imbalance causes depression. So, wow, what a great campaign. You know, I mentioned before that only 11% uh, of the people in the United States have ever been to a chiropractor and only 5% go regularly. Wow, we haven't done a very good job of teaching people that the body has the power to heal itself. But... Um, 
Let's see. Among 237 psychology students interviewed, 46% had heard the chemical imbalance explanation from a physician. The serotonin hypothesis has been challenged repeatedly and found wanting, even as it remains popular and influential. A comprehensive, well-powered, high-quality umbrella review now determines that the theory is, parentheses, not empirically substantiated. Or quotation, end of quotation. Not empirically substantiated. I mean, there's nothing, it's not founded on anything. Now, it also says, almost as soon as it was floated in 1965 by Harvard psychiatrist Joseph Schlidcraft, Sidcrock, S-C-H-I-L-D-K-R-A-U-T, the serotonin hypotheses of depression reduced and simplified by pharma marketing to the chemical imbalance theory of depression and anxiety has been subject to critical research and found wanting. So I believe what that says is ever since 1968, when they put this out, that it was a chemical imbalance, right then it was being challenged as wanting of clinical research. It further says the the poor standing of hypothesis in the scientific literature, however, barely dented its afterlife in textbooks across clinical and treatment settings. So even though we there was not enough clinical evidence to prove it, it got into the textbooks across clinical and treatment settings and on mental health apps and websites. And then nor has it dispelled the continued use of the phrase shorthand between doctors and patients and the everyday setting, including um, quite a different, a, a, a different number of mental states. Okay, so uh, the chemical imbalance metaphor takes root. Revisiting the history of the controversial rises several still relevant details, in December 2005, as advertising for SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, antidepressants, flooded American magazines, talk shows, and network TV, the results of the multi-million dollar campaigns pitched in this case directly to consumers. So the Florida-based professors and research, Landcase and Leo, um, asked pointedly, are these claims made? made in SSRI advertising congruent with scientific evidence? And it looks like, according to this new research, the answer to that is no. So the FDA had had accepted aspirational language that the drug, quotation, helps to restore the brain's chemical balance, end quote, and, quote, bring serotonin levels closer to normal, end quote, even though both claims were and remain scientifically meaningless. There is no such thing as a scientifically established correct balance of serotonin, Lacrace and Leo Caution, more than a decade ago, joining numerous other experts then and now. Additionally, both aspirational claims rest on the hypotheses that follow-up studies would end up contradicting repeatedly. In short, both the hypotheses and the expensive marketing that pushed it into American living rooms rested on a hedge. So, 
Here's a comment by Daniel Carlot, the editor of the Carlot Psychiatry Report, explained on national radio when asked what we know about psychiatric medications. He says, we don't know how the medications actually work in the brain. I'll often say something like the way Zoloft works is it increases the level of serotonin in your brain or synapses or neurons. And presumably the reason you're depressed or anxious is that you have some sort of a deficiency. And I say that, chuckles, not because I really believe it, because I know the evidence isn't that really isn't there for us to understand the mechanism. I think I say it because patients want to know something. And they want to know that we as physicians have some basic understanding of what we're doing when we're prescribing drugs. So, anyway, cut to present day. We now have research out there, mega studies, showing um, that the theory of a chemical imbalance in the brain linked to depression is not true. A few weeks ago, I did a show on what happens in 60 seconds in one cell in the body. So we know that the one cell does 6 million, 60 million things in one cell per minute in the body, and we have 75 trillion cells. So one chemical imbalance being caused for the for depression and being able to put something in called a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, ending depression has proved not true. Now, maybe some people have taken these things and felt relief. I'm not doubting that there's been that. I mean, whether it was evidential or the fact that even the placebo effect can help people feel better when you tell them to take the green pill three times a day and the red pill at night, that uh, science has shown in those studies that people get better just by doing that. But I think the, the point that I'm really trying to get across today is what has been touted as uh, the cause for depression is now um, year, even though many of us have known this to not be true for years, it's now coming out in the evidence. So, you know, when you look at what goes on in um, the propagandas of advertising, of a narrative being pushed to the public, um, even people back then, back in the... Um, 80s, 90s, 2000, early 2000, trying to speak up against this um, narrative of the chemical imbalance uh, hypothesis were basically shunned. Um, they were uh, basically censored or discredited loudly by the powers that be. Sounds familiar. But um, so we're going to take uh, my first commercial break, and I will be back in just a couple minutes to continue the subject. Thank you. You're listening to McCollum Wellness Radio. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum here, and I have Pastor Mark with me. He came in and experienced the stem cell machine, the TRT machine, and he wanted to just go ahead and tell you a little bit of his experience. Yeah, I injured my knee years ago from sports and being dumb, and after the first stem cell treatment, after the very first one, I could do a full knee squat, and doctors told me that we want to replace your knee, and my knee would just ache just from sitting, and you've probably experienced that if you have knee problems, but now, no ache, I can walk without pain, 
and when I sit, I have no pain. And I just love it. I'd recommend it to anybody. It's terrific. When we looked at your x-rays, your discs and your knees look pretty good, too. Yeah, they're improving so much. I just love it. I can't wait for my treatment every week. Highly recommend it to anyone. So you'd recommend they do the $49 special to see if it will work for them? Oh, absolutely. That's what drove me in was the $49 special. I thought, I got 50 bucks to spend to just see, and it certainly has paid off. Call 831-459-9990. Thanks. Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and I have this amazing patient, Gaylene, here, who walked into our office, well, barely walked into our office, hardly able to walk and bent over and within three visits i was standing up straight walking i i couldn't believe it that's never happened to me before it's been a very rough <laughs> road but we're getting there and i'm very grateful and you had two back surgeries as well right yes i did yep in 1995, yeah. And so they didn't really solve your problem? No, they didn't. And you came in, we did some stem cell treatments on you and some chiropractic on you, right? Correct. Yeah. So you're happy? I'm happy. Everyone here is just awesome. They're all here to help you. They're all so sweet. You should listen to Gaylene, see if we can help your help. That's right. Anyone that needs help, please come in. Thank you. Discover the best ways to stay younger and live longer in Dr. Duncan McCollum's best-selling book, Turn Back Your Biological Clock. In it, Dr. McCollum explains the principles of regenerative healthcare and reveals how in as little as three to eight weeks, you can begin to reverse your biological clock and start to enjoy life again. If you are on a journey to create an incredibly healthy body and live the rest of your life in vibrant health and happiness, Turn Back Your Biological Clock is a must-read. The truth is right in front of you. You will see it will make a better world. Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum. I'm back, McCollum on this radio, talking about the article that came out a few weeks ago, the mega study that came out debunking the chemical imbalance theory for depression. Um, and then I had last week, I had uh, Reverend Frederick Shaw on, and we discussed this. You can go back and listen to that show. He's been. Um, working with the Citizens Commission on Human Rights for over 50 years. Um, he's a, a watch... Well, CCHR is a watchdog organization that's been around for 50 years. Um, he's been uh, the president of the NAACP in Compton, in um, Inglewood. He's actually worked with the Children Medication Safety Act which prohibits schools from forcing students to take psychotropic drugs as a requirement for their education. Um, I, I took the liberty to look up depression in the dictionary and um, sadness. One thing that Dr. Shaw talk about, talked about the other day is sadness versus depression. And depression, if you look it up, serious, it's a serious medical condition associated with Then it lists a lot of different things. But it's become, um, you, you can be depressed or you can be sad um, or you can long-term depress, you can have long-term depression, but what they've been trying to do for it isn't really addressing the right, the right problem. I've talked many times on the show about if you are in a boat and it has a hole in it and all you're doing is trying to bail it out with a bucket and you don't plug the hole, you're never going to be able to, to solve the problem. So I think it's, it's important for us to take a look at 
other factors involved here. Um, you know, Dr. I think a lot of times we have a lot of stress in our lives and the world has become more stressful and for the last two and a half plus years, our um, sympathetic nervous system, our fight or flight nervous system has been, you know, gone pedal to the metal with almost no let up until now. It, it seems that a lot of people are easing up on their concerns and fears about the um, narrative that's been put out. Uh, and again, I was mentioning that back in um, the early 2000s when people were talking ag against the chemical imbalance theory and said it's, it's really crazy to think that a chemical imbalance in the brain is what's causing depression. Dr. Shaw talked about being sad, like, you know, if your mother dies or your dog dies or, you know, um, a friend of yours no longer wants to hang out with you, you can be sad. And this is normal. It's normal for us to have the ups and downs in life. I think um, oftentimes it can be very struggling. I mean, you know, I'm going to mention, talk about suicide here in a minute. Um, in fact, I will right now. There's 110 suicides in our country every day. Um, 20 uh, veterans commit suicide every day. A lot of them have been treated with these medications that um, have not helped them. Um, you might think, wow, well, what do, what do I know about suicide? Well, I know a little bit. My brother committed suicide at age 16. Um, I was there um, when he took his life. I, right after he, he did the act that, that was eventually going to have him pass away within a half hour after he did that. And I was a young, a young boy, nine years old. Uh, my sister was there. So we lived with depression um, of, of what happened or sadness, the, the sadness that went along with, you know, a suicide in our life. It, it actually, my mother ended up internalizing it and created cancer for herself. She ended up dying of ovarian cancer um, about 11 years after my brother's death. But it was a thing that, you know, she had a lot of sadness, and you could call it depression. But the solution is not necessarily going to be to put a chemical handcuff on something that dulls our senses and dulls our creativity. I think that's the thing that I see, is when you give somebody a mind-altering drug, you're actually dulling the innate being or the innate intelligence a vision of life and creativity. Now, sure, there's a lot of things that people might have to work through, and I think that that's important to have tools. You know, happiness is often said to be the overcoming of not non or not unknowable obstacles towards a known goal. And a lot of us don't have goals, so we don't set goals, and we just go about our daily life trying to, our goal is to get through the day, and at the end of the day, we don't have enough, um, we don't have enough drive to make us happy or to make our own serotonin or to make our own dopamine. A lot of times people end up turning to foods or drugs or um, different kinds of thrills that create a dopamine response. Dopamine is the, uh, you know, the feel-good transmitter that uh, when you eat a pizza, you might feel good, but then you, are, you don't feel good afterwards. That's a short-term lived um, sensation. But the serotonin is more of a happiness, long-term survival 
uh, neurotransmitter that your brain puts out. So serotonin is an awesome thing. But what these uh, medications, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors do is there's just imagine a, two hands. You're about to shake somebody's hand, but you're maybe six inches away. So those would be two nerve endings that are, have a little bit of a gap between them. And when serotonin, um, when your brain is stimulated, the end of one nerve emits little particles of serotonin between the gap of the two nerves and excites the second nerve. And that creates a feeling of euphoria or happiness. And then that will eventually go back into the the first neuron or nerve, and will be ready to be excited again when the time comes. What the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and the key word is reuptake inhibitors, what they do is they don't let that serotonin leave the gap between the two nerves. It keeps it there, trying to excite the other nerve in an attempt to keep it happy or to keep that feeling of the serotonin feeling of euphoria or whatever it might be described as there. I mentioned the other day on the radio show, it's kind of like if you had an itch and you scratch the itch, it feels good for a minute. But if you kept scratching and scratching and scratching and scratching, pretty soon you would break the skin and have a big gash in your, in your arm. And that scratching mechanism would no longer be the, the appropriate thing to do. So these serotonin, the problem, one of the problems with these things is that when you take them on a long-term basis, then um, your, the receptors on, between the nerves, they get damaged and they no longer work well. So then you go back to whoever prescribed that and they might give you a second or a third medication that works in a cocktail, they call it. And all we're doing is creating a chemical um, change in a body, a physical body. It has nothing to do with the innate being. There, there's definitely a connection between you as a being and your body that you use to, to get around this physical universe in. But um, maybe some of you believe you are just a body and others of you may believe, hey, I'm a being using this body to get around. And one thing that I find that the more I am able to uh, compare complete goals, the happier I am. Um, I have a book in my office and it's probably the greatest book I've ever read. I read it often and I'm a speed reader so I can read it. Now, most of you know I had dyslexia and couldn't read a, a, a comic strip till I was 28. And I had a lot of damage to my spine from a fall I had as a kid. Um, I was on lots of painkillers, um, both street painkillers and pharmaceutical painkillers. Uh, this further diminished my ability to read and comprehend the medications, the dope, basically um, kept me in a chemical handcuff. Now, again, some of them were street drugs, but there were the, um, the beginning was the pharmaceutical drugs. But they weren't solving anything for me. And I, I was literally working a job where I didn't have to confront reading anything. Um, thank God I almost succumbed one day to all of this and decided to make a change. And, you know, now I can read. And uh, it was not an easy thing to overcome, but I now have written six books. I'm on my seventh and eighth right now. So I'm only saying that because if you set goals, you can overcome 
many things. So if somebody comes into my office and they're and I'm not in the in the uh, business of of mental health. However, I know that if the uh, body's chemicals, the chemistry of the body isn't polluted with toxins and heavy metals, molds, and, and ha- doesn't have hidden infections and chemicals like glyphosate disrupting the neurops, the, the, the um, synapses in the body and affecting the cell wall and al- all the way down to the power plant called the mitochondria inside the cell. If we can clean that up and we can com- get the nervous system actually working, so you don't, it's not like you have corrosion on your battery terminal in your car and it won't turn over. Chiropractic works on that aspect and then detoxification and, and works on making sure that the chemistry that you're supposed to have is working well so that you can go out and achieve your goals. So the book I read is called uh, Success, and when you open the book, there's one page and one word, and that word says serve. So the key to success is to serve, to help others. You know, and I think a lot of times when somebody is not feeling well, they're down, the best thing that you can do if you're able is go out and help somebody else because it gives you a feeling of uh, gratitude for life. And it also helps those neurotransmitters produce the, the things that make you happy. So the way this our country's been going in the world for the last several years where we medicate um, symptoms or... or um, it's really hard to turn around. But as Dr. Frederick, or Reverend Frederick Shaw was talking about, you know, being sad for several months after his mother died, um, you know, it's, it's hard to get over those. And they can be very, very terrible on people. Um, we've been taught not to feel much. And as a proof to that, The United States is only 4% of the world population, yet we take 80% of all of the serotonin, or excuse me, all of the opiate drugs made in the world. The United States, 4%, takes 80% of all the opiate drugs made in the world. Why? Because we don't want to feel. We don't want to feel pain, whether it's physical or mental. And we've been programmed that way. Sometimes you've heard the phrase, no pain, no gain. Well, there's truths to that and things that aren't so true to it and it's in the health field or the physical health field you know oftentimes people are hurting themselves by doing too much work over an injury or they don't have the ability to do anything about it because their job requires them to do it so um just getting back to the suicide thing you know um there's if what we knew about medications and depression and sadness were working, we probably wouldn't have suicide be the second leading cause of death to people from age 15 to 34 in the United States. The second leading cause of death is um, suicide between people 15 to 34 years of age. It's the third leading cause of death for children 10 to 14 years of age. 110 people die or commit suicide, succeed in committing suicide daily. That's 40,000 a year. And um, 20 of our veterans are killing themselves every year, every day. So anyway, I think that the significance of this article coming out is that all of a sudden we're going, the path we've been going down has been pretty much disproven 
what should we do now? What do we need to do to help these people that are having these problems? Do we continue to do something that we now know a mega study has been disproven to be uh, to have empirical background? Um, some of the data has been taken and used by advertising agencies to uh, cause 85 to 90 percent of the people in the United States to believe that depression is caused by a chemical imbalance, even though. Many, many articles are saying the otherwise. Here's a uh, study by, or article by the University College of London, July 25th, 2022. Topic, depression, mental health, popular psychiatry, serotonin University College, London. Um, it says, scientists find no evidence that depression is caused by chemical imbalances or low serotonin. So, where do we go? Um, what are we talking about anyway? There are uh, five or six uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors on the market right now. Um, the first one to ever come out was Prozac by Eli Lilly in 1987. Um, Prozac or Florexine, Florex, Florex, Florexetin is uh, that one. Another one we have is um, Celebrex came out by Forest Pharmaceuticals in 1998. It has a Cytoloprem, Cytoloprem, I can never pronounce all these terms of these medications. They just have to come up with the wildest names and pronunciations. Lexapro um, 20, or 2002 came out and it's called Acetylopram. Acetylopram, and um, then GlaxoSmithKline in 1992 came out with Paxil, or um, Pexiva, Paradoxine, and then Pfizer came out in 1999 with Zoloft, or Seratriton, and um, there was 13 billion seven. $13.7 billion made in 2020 on these medications. $13.7 billion. Um, $16.4 billion is expected in 2022. There's th 37 million Americans on these medications. Uh, 37 million Americans, which is about 10% of the population of our country, on medications for something that the medications actually... Um, are treating a fictitious cause, according to all these articles. Go do your own research. Um, I'm just trying to bring this to the forefront and give you enough oomph to decide to maybe look into it yourself. They believe by 2027, $22 billion a year will be made on the backs of these medications that um, have no real uh, valid proof and treatment. So I'm going to take my second break here. And I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Thank you so much. Dr. Duncan McCollum leads a three-month True Cellular Detox program, both in-person and remotely. This program is backed by the leading doctors and experts with health centers of the future. If you are interested in learning more and signing up for his next course offering or signing up individually with Dr. McCollum, please send his team an email at info at or call his office at 831-459-9990.
This is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and I would like you to listen to a couple testimonials from my patients about our new TRT machine. You should come try it, but here's what they have to say. A year and two months ago, I got knocked down by a horse and I got a grade two pull on my hamstring, and from there, everything went to hell. Uh, basically, uh, I was walking three and a half miles a day. I went from that to walking less and less and because it was so painful, and my other knee started hurting me. And then I stepped off a ladder and jammed my knee. It took me the next morning five minutes by the time I stood up to get out of my bedroom. It was so painful. At the same time, I found out about the TRT from the doc, and I knew that that was for me. So almost feeling completely normal. So it's been great. I was walking stiff, stiff knee on one side because it was just flopping out of place. Now I can bend my knee and walk. I totally recommend this one time and you'll just go, whoa. You don't realize how much you use your toes for balance until there's no feeling in them. And so I've got the feeling back in my toes and my balance is greatly improved. Definitely recommend it. So call today for your $49 introductory special on the TRT machine to see if it works for you. Call 831-459-9990. 831-459-9990. McCollum Family Chiropractic. Hey, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and I have this amazing patient, Lauren, here, and she had a few things to say. Hi, I'm Lauren Spencer, a local realtor, and I've been seeing Duncan for years now. I had a biking accident, and he's been adjusting me since then, and it's been amazing. But lately, I've had trouble with my feet, and I'm an avid walker, avid biker, avid uh, golfer, and uh, my feet were aching all the time. And I tried Duncan's TRT machine, which is an amazing stem cell machine that rejuvenates uh, the cells. And my feet, I've had like three or four um, sessions with the machine and my feet are like new, no aches, no pains. It's a miracle. So I really highly recommend Duncan and his chiropractic services, but also that TRT machine. You got to try it. Wow. Thanks, Lauren. That was awesome. So we still have the $49 special. Come on in and see if it works for you. Thank you. And you'll know when you find there's a light you can't hide. You can be free. You can be free. Hello, everybody. Dr. Duncan McCollum, McCollum Family Chiropractic here, McCollum Wellness Radio. I'm going to end the last part of my uh, show today continuing with the subject of... um, of psychotropic um, drugs for antidepression called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And this research that's come out this month showing that it is that we've been giving, given a false narrative on it. And um, a lot of the um, advertising that has gone on has 90, 85 to 90% of Americans believing that depression is a chemical imbalance in the brain where there's no literature to prove it or to, to stand up for it. I have an article on the American Journal of Psychiatry, May 1st, 2019. This is on page 376 to 387. The uh, article's title is No Support for Hysterical 
historical or hysterical, no support for historical candidate gene or candidate gene by interaction hypothesis for major depression across multiple large samples. So what it's saying is there is no evidence that there are depression genes that get turned on or turned off. Um, And so this is a little bit different than the um, synapses that I talked about a little bit earlier, the, that re, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which don't allow the um, serotonin molecules to get reabsorbed back into the um, initiating nerve synapse, uh, and which actually causes burnout of those nerve synapses and damages the mechanical working of our brain. When you use these, these drugs too long, uh, they cause p- permanent damage. And just look at this, the effects of all these selective serotonin uptake inhibitors. And I don't say side effects because they're direct effects. And just look them up. Um, if I have time, I'll read some of them for children because they were making strawberry-flavored Prozac uh, for infants so they could get the depression handled in these infants who were probably crying too much. Um, so anyway, this article came out, and it says... They were interested to find out whether the candidate gene and gene and candidate gene by environment interaction hypotheses regarding major depressive disorders remain strong despite controversy surrounding the validity of previous findings. So, um, one of the cl- in the conclusion of whether or not there's any evidence that there's this gene-related depression. Um, it says the study results do not support previous depression candidate gene findings in which large genetic effects are frequently reported in sample orders of magnitude smaller than those we have examined. Um, instead, the results suggest that early hypotheses about depression candidate genes were incorrect and that the large number of association reports in the depression candidate gene literature are likely to be false positives. So that's enough to make people wonder whether or not taking a mind-altering chemical handcuff to try to stop your emotions from going one way or another might be um, something to look into before you jump onto this because somebody says it's what you should do. Here's an article I found on the National Center for Health Statistics on the CDC website. It's a Deborah J. Brody, MPH, and Kuiping GU, GU, Kuiping GU, MD, PhD, a summary. During 2015 to 18, 13% of Americans age 18 and over were reportedly taking antidepressant medications the last 30 days. Antidepressant was used higher among women than men at every age group. Use increased with age in both men and women. Almost one quarter, one quarter of the women, 25% of the women age 60 and above, took antidepressants. Antidepressants use was lowest among non-Hispanic Asian adults, um, and use among Hispanic and non-Hispanic black adults was lower than among non-Hispanic white adults. Okay, more than one in five non-Hispanic White women took antidepressants in the past 30 days. 22% of non-Hispanic or white women took antidepressants in the last 30 days. 
The, um, over the decade from 2009 to 10 through 2017-18, the percentage of adults using antidepressant increased. The rise in use was observed among women, but not in men. So, overall and among men, antidepressants use was higher among those with some college education compared to those having a high school degree or less. Among women, the pattern was the same, although with differences did not were significant. This is a CDC website, um, National um, Center for Health Statistics. So 25% of uh, women over 60 years old are taking antidepressants, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors that are supposed to handle chemical imbalances in the brain, which doesn't hold water, according to these, this research. Um, I'm going to read a little bit more on this mega article that came out, A Decisive Blow to the Serotonin Hypothesis of Depression. This came out on the 25th of this month, I think, the 19th, July 19th, 2022. It says, among other key findings, research on serotonin receptors and the serotonin transporter, the protein targeted by most antidepressants, found weak and inconclusive evidence suggestive of higher levels of serotonin activity in people with depression. The researchers also looked at studies where serotonin levels had been artificially lowered in hundreds of people by depriving their diets of the necessary amino acid which makes serotonin. And they found that lowering serotonin in this way did not produce depression in hundreds of healthy volunteers. Numerous other reviews on reexamination were found so to provide weak, inconsistent, and non-existent evidence of the connection between serotonin and depression. The researchers also probed well-powered studies involving tens of thousands of patients that focused on gene variation, what I just went into, um, including the gene for the serotonin transporter. These found, and this is quotation, no difference in the genes between people with depression and healthy controls. End of parentheses or whatever they are. As such, high-quality genetic studies evidently exclude an association between genotypes or the different genes related to serotonin systems and depression, including a proposed interaction with stress. So, you know, again, if you've been on any of these medications, and I'm sure that you out there since 25% of all women over 60 have been, the right thing to do is find a medical doctor that will help you get off of this stuff. Don't get off of it yourself. It's dangerous. Um, you can contact CCHR International, CCHRINT.com, and they can help guide you to people that can help you. Um, talk to your medical doctor. Um, there's so much to do. You know... In the, my new book that I'm reading, I, I start off with, uh, that I'm writing, I mean, I start off by talking about a moment when I was five years old, work playing in my front yard, and my imagination was going so wild. I had the whole world in my hands. It was vast, and I could create anything I wanted in a heartbeat by my imagination. And... Um, I, I remember it vividly today. I can smell the leaves of the sycamore trees drying, the Berkeley Hills um, 
the moisture of the San Francisco Bay fog blowing across my olfactory glands, which are the the glands, the sense of smell, the oldest glands in the body, and creating this primordial desire to succeed and to um, and to go out and create. And I had all of this power. And then my mother came and called me to lunch, and the whole thing just blew up like a like popping a balloon with a pin. But that sticks with me because for many years, 28 years of my life, I was chemically handcuffed. Um, first by um, what started out with dyslexia, breaking my back, um, medications, um, street drugs, addicted to street drugs, and all of my own doing. But at 28, I finally burst that bubble and started to wake up and look around and see what life was out there. And I got interested in life again. And I think the key to not to getting over depression is to become interested in something. Get yourself feeling good again. Um, since then, you know, I've been a chiropractor now helping people. And I, that book I have in my office called The, the uh, Root to Success, it's one word that says serve. You know, you want, to, you want to feel good, go out and help somebody else. Just don't be sitting home thinking about why you're not doing well. Go out and help somebody else. It will make you feel amazing. And the more you do it, the better you get. You start to build those, um, those habits of production. Production is a basis of morale. You know, you want to be busy. You want to go out there and find some goals. They'll find you. You're going to do great by creating them. But putting chemical handcuffs on... Um, people uh, mentally is, um, I, you know, I think it's, it's terrible. This article from is English, English, French, strawberry Prozac, flavored Prozac. Downloaded, um, it's by sick kids and stuff. Your child needs to take the medication called Florexine. Florexine. This is Prozac. This information sheet explains what Florentine does, how to give it, and what side effects or just direct effects or problems your child may have when they take this. Now, you got a child that's not happy, give it something to do, you know? Um, we know it's not a chemical imbalance in the brain. We know it's not a gene. This has been all dis been disproven. So um, this particular medication, the strawberry-flavored Prozac, belongs to a class of medications called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. This medication is used to treat depression, bulimia, or obsessive-compulsive disorder. You may hear fluorexine called by its brand name Prozac. Before giving the medication, tell your doctor if you have allerg allergies to Prozac. Before you take Prozac, tell your doctor you have allergies to Prozac. Tell your doctor if you're taking any of these medications that might be um, in conflict with taking Prozac. So make sure you tell your doctor because they probably didn't prescribe it. You got it online somewhere. Um, and then talk to your doctor or physician if the child taking these things has any of these Symptoms, thoughts of suicide, bipolar disorder, liver or kidney disease, the dose of fluorexine may need to be adjusted, a history of seizures, heart problems, diabetes, mellitus, blood sugar levels may be affected. How should you give your child this stuff? Follow these instructions when giving your child, and I'm not going to go through that. What should you do if your child misses a dose? I'm not going to go through that. What are the possible side effects of fluorexidine? 
Your child may have some of these side effects or direct effects while they take, I'm going to call it Prozac because I can't call it the other thing. Check with your doctor's your child's doctor, if your child continues to have any of these side effects and they do not go away or they bother your child. So if these bother your child, um, talk to your doctor. Unusual tiredness, sleepiness, weakness, or difficulty thinking clearly. Yeah. Make sure your child who can't think clearly tells you that he's having trouble thinking clearly. Have your child avoid tasks that require alertness um, until you see the... the um, how this medication works. Um, so, you know, don't have them ride bikes or things like that, play with pencils, run with scissors. Um, if your child feels nervous, excitable, irritable, or restless, if they have headaches, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea, taking the medication with food or eating small frequently may help. If you got a dry mouth, difficulty sleeping, give this medication in the morning instead. Uh, anyway, this goes on and on and on. I, I, I thank you for enduring this with me. Um, I just think that it's important that I, that I talked about the subject again. You can find this on my podcast within a couple of days, McCollum Wellness Radio. Send it to your friends if they're having trouble with this. Uh, don't take my word for all this. Do your research yourself. The proof is in the science. You know, don't trust the science because the science... 20 years ago said that all of this stuff was a chemical imbalance, but now we found that the science is skewed and they took one little teeny weeny little bit of it and blew it out of proportion, making 90% of the people in our country believing that depression is a um, chemical imbalance in the brain. All these articles say they took a tiny bit of information and used it to sell $15 billion worth of drugs a year um, to the peoples of Earth, causing multiple, multiple deaths, um, all kinds of other problems. Um, if you take a look at w w how many of the mass uh, murderers were on medications, I think you'll find it startling to find out that um, you put somebody on a mind-altering drug, give them a video game to play where they're blowing things up all the time with blood and guts on the video screen. So they're in an altered state. You play these games, and then you send them out in the world to be... Uh, to be able to get along with other people. Well, I think therein lies a lot of the problem. So we got a lot to do. Um, thank you for listening to me. I'll be back next week. Dr. Duncan McCollum, McCollum Wellness Radio. Go to my website, McCollum Family Chiropractic. Please follow me on YouTube, Dr. Duncan McCollum. And um, we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much. You will rise above when enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach. This information is not intended to be used as personal medical advice. Always do your own research and talk to a good doctor before making any changes to your current medication to find out what is best for you.